I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Kate Forbes, who plays Nora Melody in A Touch of the Poet at the Irish Repertory Theater. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. It's good to be here. Ah, well, thanks for today. And let's just start with the fact that A Touch of the Poet is written by Eugene O'Neill in 1942, following the story of Cornelius Cornelius Melody, the owner of a rundown tavern, his daughter, Sarah, and his wife, Nora. You, of course, playing Nora. Well, you've had quite a journey with this production. Originally slated to open the week after the COVID shutdown, you had a virtual run and are now in person at the theater. What a journey. Would you fill us in on some of that? Oh, well, it's the result of all of that is that we are so glad to be there. Mm. Um, but it it began, you know, we 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 shut down just before we got on stage. Mm. And I, I mean, when I look back, I think, what was I thinking? How could I not have realized that? You know, that's what the scene's about. Mm. Um, We got to have, unfortunately, but we did have two years to kind of have it not quite leave. We were hopeful. Mm. Uh, And then, of course, doing it virtually was a little like being tortured. (laughs) If you're an (laughs) actor. I mean, you know, they'd say, Kate, this is where you look out the window. And you're like, well, where's the window? We were all in separate places. Um, Mm -hmm. Our actors was in Berlin. Uh, Another actor was in North Dakota. I think the rest were in New York or the area. But Mm. Mm. it it was something. Mm -hmm. And, And of course, there was so much recognition about that experience for you. Uh, how do you relate to the actors on a computer screen? Oh, you! Uh, thankfully, we had had you know four weeks of rehearsal about uh, six months prior. I think it was that you just really had to listen. You, mm. we, our phones were recording it. The director would talk to us through Zoom, also. And set up the shot that way. Oh, it was just a mess. And you had to, <laughs> well, the it's it never made me appreciate having um, a crew more. Mm. There was nobody to help with costumes. Nobody to <laughs> make sure your, uh, you know, all your props. And they mailed them to us our props mm. and costumes. It was mm. it was something. Mm. Having had the time in the rehearsal room together, no doubt influenced how you were able to relate to each other on the screen. But it's so interesting to hear you talk about all of the support elements that come to putting a play together and being completely responsible for each one of them on your own in your in your living room. And and really that 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 uh, virtual experience or whatever we call it was it was um edited we never had a flow we never got the experience of living through the play it was mm-hmm. and they i can't believe what a wonderful job they did but it was more of a we call it the movie version <laughs> <laughs> it's 
fair enough. And here you are now in the live theater version. What was that transition like when you were in the rehearsal studio, in the theater, with someone working with you on props, costumes, <laughs> scenery? It was, I mean, it, it's just the best thing in the world. Mm. Uh, I, I feel so fortunate. Um, and, and it just, it means so much. And it means the play has come to, I've come to understand it very differently um, because of the time and um, just different, um, just all we've been through <laughs> made me see the play differently. I, I, I'm so curious about that. The New York Times says that O'Neill wasn't exactly known for happy plays and mm-hmm. a touch of the poet bears that signature, particularly at this stage in the pandemic. What's it like for you to live in that world as an actor eight times a week? It's um, let's see. It's it's sometimes as an actor, you enjoy being the challenge of it. It's like, okay. Oh, just okay no that's not right what I would say is that the positive thing I've found about this character uh, is is that is um it sounds so it sounds so funny to our contemporary ears but I I really believe she loves her husband you know when uh, we first began to look at it of course some you know opening it up to discussions people were like oh codependent and alcoholic and I just couldn't think in those terms if I have that root you know O'Neill gives that to you um Mm -hmm. I just decided it was true (laughs) when she Mm -hmm. says about about how she loved him since the day she laid eyes on him and she'll love him till the day she dies and what that costs Mm-hmm. it's not it's not an easy thing at all and especially in her case but um it's a noble thing if we can use that word in these days sure I love him too I uh, the character I, well especially the character I think it's it's one of the great characters from um man and um I love playing with Robert yeah, and I, he might laugh at this, but I think of it a little like a male Blanche Dubois. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the staring and the, the glory days behind. Mm. And the poetry of his language. We love his insults as well. <laughs> They're quite poetic. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's enlightening to hear how you found your way through this. And you're no stranger to O'Neill's work, having played Josie in A Moon for the Misbegotten. How do you think about O'Neill's characters, particularly the women in his plays, translate to a contemporary audience? I'm hopeful that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think with Josie also that it, I had to find the strength. I had to find the positive. I had to know that she would go on living after she watched him walk away. But again, that was a journey. I I just think one of the great things about, I guess we call it classic, classical theater. Mm-hmm. 
um, is it, it doesn't let you down. <laughs> you will keep discovering things about it. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a, because of a lack of opportunity, do we put it that way for women? Um, they have to, in, in both these situations, they have to operate in a world that, um, I guess you call it, a, I'm going to call it a man's world. I'm not sure what we call it. Drinking. Hmm. Um, and you pick up the pieces. Uh-huh. And I, I remember Josie, the, the part where she's threatening her father with a baseball bat. He's drunk <laughs> coming up the stairs. I'm not sure if it, we used a, a broken off. <laughs> but it was my word. Um that it's a kind of courage and and also a practicality uh-huh. um, that I think um, and it's not sentimental the love. Oh, that's uh, a lovely point because mm-hmm. it 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 hurts. <laughs> right, right, right. And of course, the love for her daughter that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nora has and the hope that she she wants to see her as an immigrant you know see her succeed in this country mm-hmm. and of course you know the play about the immigrant experience in America yeah. with our current circumstances what are the similarities the differences that you feel as you approach the play and our contemporary times one of the things I enjoy about Nora that is her nationalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she, I, uh, oh, that's what I'm going to call it. And her, she does not like the police. She doesn't like any of the name calling. She has pride too. Mm-hmm. They all do. You know, the Irish hating the Yanks is a, is a little thread or, or it's the, the being looked down on. I think that's what, I can understand. Uh, I certainly do not experience it that in our culture today, um, but that the Irish did very much so at one time in our country is, <laughs> oh, it should teach us something. Um, mm-hmm. But how she's very aware of her status in the new country. And of course, she was a peasant in the old ones, so it's not, <laughs> it's not so, but she's concerned for her child. She sees the world, um, uh, the world is changing. I'm not sure Nora sees it, but she knows, she knows it's, it's her daughter's time. Yes, yes. Well, Kate, thank you. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much for um, for your interest in this. We just, oh, it's such a pleasure to, to get to perform. And a delight to talk to you. I'm Lauren Schneider with Kate Forbes, who plays Nora Melody in A Touch of the Poet at Irish Rep. Thank you. <laughs>